This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Straight Up Breakdown Podcast with Greg Smith and Jay Foreman. Tell it to me straight up. Hello, and welcome into the Straight Up Breakdown Podcast, proudly part of the Hale Varsity Network. I am Greg Smith, your still recovering from too much mac and cheese, friend. <laughs> I am Jay Foreman, your fully recovered from four Long Island iced tea drinking <laughs> self uh, after Thanksgiving. My head is pounding right now. Man. You <laughs> you out here doing it. Yeah. You said you were going to drink. Yeah. You did say that. Yeah, I don't know. Nice. Even though there wasn't even a reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, I celebrated like Nebraska won on Saturday or See, Friday. That'll, that'll get you. I, well, I'm trying to change up the routine. Now it's just desperation, right? You, you, yeah. Usually you drink a celebratory drink. Then you drink the sorrow drinks. Now you're just trying to enact, you know, that we won. <laughs> and then hopefully the next week they'll win. And then you're just trying to forget. <laughs> then you're just trying to forget. You're just right? trying to forget. Yeah, it was. I mean, we're, we're going to get into that. But, yeah, it was It was something. Because I came away kind of kind of confused yet almost encouraged. And we'll, we'll get into that. Right. Uh, because I wanted to talk your thoughts on that. Because I, I feel like it's a – I go back and forth on how to feel after that. But I want to start off, though, with something also from the game in our Coach Speaks Coach speak segment. Coach Speaks a real talk. Um, well, we go through something that somebody said, and we sure. kind of talk about what they really meant. Um, and this week is uh, comes courtesy of Nebraska's starting quarterback from this past week, Adrian Martinez, who spoke after the game about kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder. And he said, quote, it kind of helped me with my mindset, I'd say, also continuing to try and do the right things the right way and to be sharp and detailed. Regardless of whether I'm the starter, the backup, or whatever role I have on this team, I want to be the best leader, the best captain, and teammate I can possibly be. So I think it put some things in perspective for me and allowed me to approach practice and each day with a better mindset. Uh, I mean, that's good. That's good to say, but I'm looking at it a little bit deeper. Like, what, what have you been doing for two years? You get that what I'm was saying? the and, thing and that the, I thought right. of, too. What have you been doing thought. for two years? That's number one. And who's been letting you do it for two years, mm-hmm. right? Um, and some, this is the funny thing about coaches and players, and this is what I think the – since, you know, you've been in those media rooms and, and you know, you I think your, your upbringing with your parents, you kind of can, you know, read between the lines, right? Mm-hmm. And me being there and sometimes I've said some of those quotes and really <laughs> know what I was really thinking, trying to massage it a little bit. I don't think the average, like, fan knows how to do that, right? Yeah. And these are, like, sometimes cringeworthy. When you hear the ones after after Illinois game saying, oh, we didn't try as hard as practice, and now we're trying yeah, we this weren't week. fully running we routes, routes and all of that. routes, yeah. and the energy wasn't good. That's cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, that's actually, that's, like, fetal position worthy, right? This is a little bit cringeworthy where you have a captain that's in year three. Um, granted, he's still a young kid, though, right? Right. I mean, let's face it, he's, you know, he didn't play his senior year in high school, right? Because right, he was injured. Right. 
and then you get here, and he's always kind of battled injuries, and then he's kind of been he's been thrust into a leadership role, and he that never, he really wasn't t- totally comfortable with right. from the beginning. Yeah, like he had to DNA be pushed. No, and, it wasn't. And, no. and so then he's kind of still he's trying to be a leader, then he's still trying to figure out how how to function and and right how power, to pull, how to do his job, how to do his job, <laughs> right. and then get better at his job, and then here comes the Heisman talk, but it's a little bit troublesome when you when you do have a specific coach to coach his position mm-hmm. right and even coach frost said it at the end of the season last year where there were some things that slipped through the cracks as far as details being as focused and knowing the system you know what we were mm-hmm. talking about and he took a little bit of the blame for it and then obviously it was on adrian as well and obviously it came to light when you know they played iowa last year and he ran out of bounds and if you could have had a chance to go into overtime right you know out of a timeout um now he's talking you know where he has a chip on his shoulder and and it maybe you know helped him refocus, which is great. But what it's telling you is it's there's still that little piece missing there. But uh, you know that's right. That's probably where I was looking more of the spotlight spotlight at, like who's been kind of watching him for two years right. and and letting it go on. Um, because I think that ideally, when you look at like I always try to always reference Nick Saban, but if you look at like a Nick Saban or like a Dabo Sweeney, they're probably the hardest on. I'm, their quarterbacks, those first two years, first two or three years that they're in their kind of system, getting them used to the culture, getting them used to the, the attention to detail, how hard you have to work, how much you have to sacrifice, how much you got to make them earn it. They, you know, Nick Saban is famous for de-starring the guys the yep. first few months that they're there, first year, you know, let them earn mm-hmm. them stripes. If that didn't really happen, you're kind of learning that on the fly and really it, now you're seeing Adrian kind of mature a little bit when you would like to – the year before. A year before, yeah. If, if this quote had happened a year before, yeah, I think yeah. it's more celebrated so. as a whole versus, okay, it's good, but, but we're seven where weeks we, in, yeah. we're seven <laughs> weeks into your third season and it's COVID and all that. But, uh, you know, look, whenever the light can come on, fully come on, you you definitely, you know, be okay with it. I think he's – I think uh, him getting benched was a eye-opening experience for him. I don't think he's a finished product by any means. But you saw a different different quarterback than you saw majority of last year in, in the first few games this yep. year. He he was uh, more more he looked more detailed. Um, his decision making looked a little bit more you know sped up, mm-hmm. um, and he was a more of a factor. And he wasn't out out there. He was playing to win the game and not lose. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting, too, that you saw some of the commentary that I saw on social media during the game about um, when he would go back to pass and he would either pull it fairly early or maybe after one read and people would say, oh, he's still tentative. I give him a little bit of slack on that because if you think about and I just had a thought about it after the game, like if the offensive line had another not-so-great game, they've been shuffling in and out at wide receiver and you got guys that don't fully know what they're doing and by their admission, guys, that weren't fully running routes a week ago, so we're still obviously some type of work in progress. Right, right. You don't have your starting running back, which was the guy that was kind of your dependable player um, in that room, and you're shuffling guys in and out there. So if everything around the quarterback is crumbling, and then you're expecting him to be something that he's not having, he's not been able to be yet so far, um, especially this year. Yeah. Then that that's tough. That's a really tough position. And sometimes I always kind of I cringe a little bit, like like last year a lot when you hear uh, Frost say stuff like, "Oh, it's not just a quarterback. It's not just Adrian like other right. guys." And I'm like, "Okay, that's really just coach." But speak. Do you see, but it then now, now you, you really see, see the difference of what he's actually talking right. about. But then also. Uh, 
and, and now it's actually what Scott's quotes are actually coming to fruition now. But I will say this: Is it circumstances or are you creating it? Right? Because here's why. Here's why I'm gonna say this. Right? Circumstances: Dedrick Mills being hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you have young guys that just have never played. They're either true freshmen or redshirt freshmen. Mm-hmm. You know, with Johnson and obviously right. Scott. Right? So they just every you know they're learning every time. And so you gotta you're. I'd like to see them run more, but you're kind of limited limited on how yeah. much you can you know give them. What you create is when you're out there, and this is no you know no knock on any of these guys, but when you have Oliver out there, Levi Flack, and and Kurt, and uh, Kate Warner, yeah, you're not scaring nobody, right? So then it all falls back on the quarterback to you know, somehow make these guys become faster and create separation. That's not going to happen. So it doesn't matter if he goes from the first read and, and, and starts pulling it because the second and third read isn't open, right? Right, And they're not putting any fear, and they're allowing the other team to dictate what he has to do, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm okay with that because at least he's trying to make plays. Now, what I'd like to see is more bets, and then obviously the guys that are, have chosen to, to stick around, I don't know if we're going right. to get into that. <laughs> When you got a Fleming just three weeks ago have seventy six yards, now he's in the transfer portal and Delancey. Well, he's never, not in there yet. We're oh, as of okay. as of, okay. as of nine twelve. Okay. He, I don't think it's a he's officially official. in there, but it does not look good. I okay. would say. Well, I, I thought that he I had heard he was, but you know I kind of listen. News one, changes quick around here. You know, right? One jumped in, then you thought the other one jumped in, then you had to decommit. I got kind of a little confused. But yeah, at the end of the day, happened. what I'm saying is the speed on the field will help him become a more effective playmaker. Now, at times, I will say this, the offensive line's protection was actually really, really good. Yeah, there were times. There were times times that I felt like Adrian had – it seemed like he had four or five seconds to find a a receiver. Mm -hmm. There was nobody open. There was nobody getting open. There's nobody actually outside of Wandale because we see he had a really yeah, nice game. Yeah, that was probably yeah. I think one of his best games and overall the, how they used him. Used he got him. to play receiver. Right. He got to I really like what they did with him last You week. need four more Wandale Robinsons. You would like the passion. You like if you had if you had all eleven those guys eleven those guys on offense, or say fifteen if you're top say twenty guys, all right, played like Wandell, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. <laughs> right. We'd be talking about are we going to Indianapolis or wherever the big right. championship is at. So when he has that much time and he had a clean pocket, he's looking. I saw him go from one, two, three. You know what these guys don't do? They don't break off their routes. Right. They don't do anything besides just doing their job or just doing the initial route. You and get I what wonder if part of that is all of the shuffling in, all it of the, like the newness and all of that. Um, in part you, of like not having a spring ball, like yeah. a lot of that, a lot of that does come into it. it. Does the problem is, is that when you start saying that stuff, it honestly starts to just sound like excuses. Because um, and I understand that though. because everybody else is dealing with that stuff too, or is dealing with something yeah. um, within their group, and it's almost at, to the point to where on the offense that it, it you almost need Adrian to be like his like the fifth year senior finished product like he is steady he Eddie but he's just not there yet because you need that type the, of guy he, he to have to compensate for what's right. going on around him. Yeah, he can't be there because number one, they don't have a true conviction conventional running attack. If you look back at Joe Burrow, look at uh Fields last year mm-hmm. and even this year, uh they have a legitimate running attack. I know Ohio State is still working through yeah, who's going to be their bell cow, yeah. but you saw them last week though, right? When yeah. they went against Indiana, when they wanted to seal the game, they're going to line up and pound you, right? right? Um you look at LSU last year. Yeah. You know, they had a legit running attack and they had obviously other other, 
skill positions to you know, obviously make the offense go. We don't have a conventional running attack. So then, therefore, everything else, you can't run really run play action. The defenses really don't have to really worry about you really running the ball. They can hone in on quarterback run game, right? right? And then our passing game is short at most, and our really our only really deep threats and are our tight ends. I mean, the the catch by Allen on the sideline that was I was how did it not get on all these different networks as the catch of the day? Yeah, that was a great great catch. So we have to you know we have to you know do a better job to of evolving as an offense, and that means. If we have to run, I wouldn't say two type of offenses when certain personnel is in, but you got to have more adjustments on it, right? So there was one play that when Iowa blitzed, you know, you could tell that, you know, one guy was running wide open, but Nebraska doesn't have any side adjustments, right. you know, which is for you people out there is like if, uh, if you're having trips – trips to a side or if you have a slot like 11 personnel and you have an open side with a slot receiver and they see the slot guy about the blitz you know he's the hot guy or whoever would be the hot guy we don't really have a lot of that or maybe if we do i haven't seen it let's break that down you get what i'm saying there's a great point because i'm trying to picture in my mind how many times you've seen nebraska get blitzed and then the quarterback just hits that guy that came free right. because the blitzer was from right. that you area. Haven't seen like a you lot just don't, of, you I don't can't picture that. that. Right. And you see it a lot of other places. And yeah, so, you do. Um, and that, and when you do that, that will lessen the likelihood to continue to get blitz. If there's no side adjustments, there's no audibles that you're able to make at the line of scrimmage. And that's where we, you know, maybe it's because of spring. Maybe it's because obviously when you're shuffling a lot of freshmen in there and they're playing a ton of young guys. So that yeah. it, this isn't an excuse. This is factual. How many young guys they're playing. On the offensive line, yeah, it's basically back, every, position every, every position has a young guy that's played, true, including quarterback, because Luke McCaffrey has been in right. as well. So you can't have all that there. But at the end of the day, the only way that they're going to get good at doing it is you got to throw you got to throw these guys in there. They're playing anyways, right? right? So if they're playing, you got to give you got to make them learn it on the fly. There's going to be mistakes with freshmen. There's mm-hmm. going to be mistakes with sophomores. Heck, there might even be mistakes with juniors. But as they continue to play, that's why you, that's why when I mention Farniak, mm. right? You've played too many games for mistakes like that to get beat like a drum, right. a one-on-one pass pass blocking. One, because I know you're better. Number two, you've played too many times against these guys. Against, right, you played and, those and guys. played against better competition to be there and get beat like. Now, granted, an offensive lineman is almost like sometimes like a cornerback. You could play a clean game. And get beat one time, then all of a sudden, that's all anybody is talking about. Social media, you're horrible. But up until this point, being a captain, he has not played his best football and hasn't been consistent. I wouldn't say he's, you know, the worst out there, but you need more consistency out Mm -hmm. of him. And that's what makes you a good leader. Every single day, you bring it. You know, every drill, you bring it. Every time you do, you got to bring it. And you got to step up sometimes, even when you're having a bad game. And that's going to make everybody else have confidence. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard, uh, situation to be in for Nebraska to be, to be at right now, especially with the coaching staff, because when you really, really think back to all the, the, the schedule and what our record is, the two big, big losses are Northwestern and Illinois. Mm-hmm. Okay. You go in in Iowa, I think, you know, this is where people don't understand, you know, how do you beat Iowa well, you're going to have to be more of a dominant football team to beat them because they're not going to beat themselves, mm-hmm. right? And so and so when we beat start beating Iowa, you know, say like six out of ten years or five out of five, 
that's when we'll already have won eight, nine, ten. Yeah, games. yeah. You've already because, had a good season right, to that because, point because the things you had to do to beat, beat them, them, you had to do done. it. Yeah, you had right. to do it against some of those other teams. And, as and well. it's a hard thing for the, for a young team to do, even a young coaching staff, right? Because mm-hmm. this is only Scott's fifth year as being a head coach, third year in a power five against big. I call it big boy football, big boy oh. coaches, oh. right? To go from an embarrassed, I, th- I call it the lowest of the lows against Illinois mm-hmm. to bounce back in on a short week, right? And go and beat a team that you have to line up and beat, right? right. Or you have to be, you have to have a, a, in a boxing match, I always say styles make fights. So mm-hmm. when you think of like if Iowa was playing like a Purdue or if they were, I wouldn't say Maryland because Maryland isn't, you know, a dominant type team, but if they're playing like Ohio State this year where they can do so many things outside of what, Iowa wants them to do mm-hmm. athletically as far as spreading the field and making plays and getting deep on them. They can't dictate the pace to you. Right. See, with Nebraska, when Iowa plays Nebraska, they know we're not disciplined enough and we don't have a, as, uh, enough in, as far as in our playbook that they can dictate what we do, what they do, and they can play downhill 24-7. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So until we, get, until we get to that point, then we won't have the type of you know, oh, we only won seven games this year. We're seven five. That was a down year where we're nine and three and eight and four and ten and two. We get the ten and two, all that stuff, and beat Iowa. You know, like say, like f- even fifty percent of the time. And I don't even was it four out of ten years. Uh-huh. You're not even coming. Illinois is not even coming within ten to fourteen points of you. Right. That's you're how be- you cover those spreads. That's how that you cover those spreads. Be, That's yeah. how you win those games. That's how you pull out a, a victory against Northwestern on the road. That's how you're able to be a you know a physical team and win in four minute. You're not worried about you know how many points, which is I think 26 points in the total of the whole season in the second half. Mm-hmm. You you know you're scoring points in the first half. You're scoring points in the third quarter coming out of the break, and you're able to score points or stop people to, from scoring points to end the game. It's not four minutes anymore. It's the last six minutes mm-hmm. of the game. So those are the things that we need to do, and, and ultimately. Um, until we get there, then you're going to be an up-and-down team. We're a young team, so one week we're going to look good, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at the season. I, Ohio State, you know, granted, the scoreboard didn't, wasn't indicative how well they played, right? right? I think they, about a six-minute span, they lost their way. Yeah, with the fumble, scoop and score and all coming that. Out like of that, that. Coming yeah. out of the TV timeout and, and getting, a delay, or getting a penalty and, you know, getting me way behind the chains, punting, right. you know, going in. Instead of going in down three, you go down ten, they score, fumble it, now you're down 24, just a matter of – Yeah, it happened. It happened uh, quick. Blink of an eye, yeah. Then Northwestern um, was a little bit of a downer, I would mm-hmm. think, you know, as far as just overall how they played. Yeah, I, just right? did, yeah, I didn't think they actually played that well against Northwestern, no, but they, they hung in the they game, hung in the game, which right. shows you something else about the that team. That they haven't had before, right. right? So they had that, and then here comes Illinois. Or right? Penn State. Or Penn State. Yeah. Okay, then you kind of like on the uptake. Or, mm-hmm. Excuse me, yeah, Penn State. The first half was excellent. Second half, you kind of like hung on. And you could right. kind of make the excuse, okay, look, this is a young team. We got to kind of coach them to a victory, and this victory will lead to a better performance next right. week. Look, we won the game; we dominated the first half. Penn State still put up yards against everybody, mm-hmm. even when they lost to Indiana. They dominated mm-hmm. as far as like the yards and everything, right? Yeah. But Indiana just you know players make plays, so that's an up, right? So you yeah. had one up. I would say the Northwestern is a little bit down. Yep. Okay, I would agree. and then I would say Penn State is a little bit. Not all the way up, but on the uptake, yeah. right? Just because that first half was pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. Then you go out there against Illinois, a team that you should you you should beat nine out of ten years. Yes, okay. And that was a way downer, mm-hmm. right? Then you come to Iowa, right? 
and I would say overall that was a that was an up game because when you look at it, we dominated them in uh, yards, rushing, rushing we beat them, passing we beat them, or even. Um, I won't even really look at the two turnovers because, you know, the last turnover. I mean, he got it. I mean, you, yeah, that's not his that's, fault. Like that's, nobody that's is not, like, what, what a, is he supposed? What's, what's he supposed, supposed to, to do? do? He's that, passing yeah. and he gets hit in like one point two seconds. Yeah. And then the only really real turnover is on a punt return. So it had nothing to do with the offense, yeah. right? Yeah. The penalties were low. Four, 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 four yeah. which, which I was actually surprised price. by. That. It, that didn't was seem, it seemed like they had it more. It seemed like it was more, right? yeah, yeah. So you got to think that, uh, okay, so they cleaned up that stuff. They cleaned up the turnovers, right? Uh, you get what yep. I'm saying? Two big, yep. you know, sores or just black eyes on that on this season. It was a huge amount of turnovers, obviously just the week before. Yep. Or, you know, zero to five, you know, we had turned it over five times. And penalties has always kind of been this dark cloud over the. Over yeah, it's the, been over, like that. And it's really it, been like that since before Scott. Before like Scott got here. But the last two <laughs> or three weeks, I think we against Penn State, they were a little bit lower. Illinois didn't really matter, but they yeah. were a little bit lower. But this was four was a lot. I yeah. mean, it was, which was pretty good. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'll take the first one. I'll take that first. That's. That I penalty, knew I knew when Reimer got that um, that late hit out of bounds. I knew you would like uh, that uh, one. Hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> you know what we used to call them? It's it, that those. That's a. It's like that today yeah. penalty, right? Yeah. So it's just like that. Which so I can just, live with that. Which is funny too, because even if with with that penalty, it took in that very first drive that penalty. Which listen, I'm with you. I throw it out and right. say, listen, we we sat in the tone. Um, it took that and that miraculous one hand grab right. up the seam for them to even to get, get in position. Points. Yeah, right. to get three points. That told me to start that game though that Nebraska was going to hang in. Right. That, that would be a game right. that Nebraska would hang in. So I can deal with that. Yeah, and so, so and that's where I think though. But what you're saying, and I agree, is that all of the, this stuff is all related. So like all of the things that it would take to beat Iowa and, and Scott kind of mentioned this after the game is what it takes to beat um, Northwestern, right. which is the same thing same that it thing. takes to beat Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Um, which is the same, like, you know what I mean? Like, so on and on down the line, that's what it takes in this league. And I do think that there's something to a young football team and a young coaching staff having to figure that out right. because it is not it's not just the players and it's not just on no. them the coaching staff had to make an adjustment i think and i think this is the maybe the most like under talked about thing I about this over. whole thing and it's completely yeah. glossed over is that this coaching staff and it is it's not a knock on them at all them coming from the aac where it's just fun and gun, wide open, we're right. having a good time, 50 to 45 football, to come into the Big Ten where it is details, it is um, tackling, it's fundamentals, fundamental, right. it's coaching, it's, it's execution, it's coaching every single, single week. Like, and it's, it is, it's like that football, all the time here. It's it like is, that all the time. It is. It's everything. It's, it's gamemanship, as we saw with Kurt France and them. It's, 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 uh, it's situational football. Mm -hmm. Right. So the the punts, remember like the, the, the punt that happened in the game where they right. leave it in the middle of the field and the guy gets them good field position. Right. Like those, those little, are the little things in this that league will get you. Will get you. Right. Yeah. And it's and I'm gonna tell you, I have, I remember when Urban Meyer's Ohio State came team came here. I was down on the sidelines and you knew that they were gonna beat Nebraska. He went berserk on their punter because it was a windy night that night mm -hmm. or that day. And he smooth cussed this dude out because the punter wasn't playing the win right. Uh -huh. He didn't miss a detail because he knew it wasn't just about this game, right? right. This is the tone that he's setting to play Michigan in a few weeks. Right. You get what I'm saying? And so really how Nebraska lost this game 
really, when you think about everything, was on special teams. Yep. Right? And special teams kind of goes with how they play, right? Yeah. A little uptake in one game. Really yeah, it really bad, is. It's, it's all makes over a little, place, yeah. Makes a little bit of strides. And this in the last two weeks, our special teams have been horrible. And so the kicking game has been pretty good as far as punting. And, and obviously, we got a field, uh, field goal. Field goal right, we ain't, we ain't did tryouts now, right? Yeah, yeah. But at the end solid. of the day, at the Stop cover, stealing my man's truck. Right. I know, right? It's like <laughs> the brand, somebody else got their car Yeah, stolen. there was another guy that got the car stolen. So it's like uh, now we got to get the coverage units. And yeah. what we have to do, we, you got to start putting more emphasis on special teams. You know, I, and it's, it's a different type of kid now, and you have young kids now playing. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't have the guys that have been through the grind that have accepted being on special teams that are out there showing the kids or telling them if you want to play, you better cover these punts and you better be 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 dependable on there. Because what here's what's missing is if you can't play one football play, that's mm-hmm. a, that's what a kickoff is, a punt return, a kick return, kickoff. That's one or or field goal block or a field. Right. If I can't trust you for one, which in a lot of ways is an easy play, mm-hmm. right? Not one say easy. It takes a good. But there's not a lot. There's not a lot of different stuff that's right. going to happen. There's not a lot of checks. <laughs> like, there's not a yeah. lot of motions. There's, yeah. You know, you're, yeah. look, you're kicking the ball. You got to go get it. You're, or you're blocking. The, you're able to you, focus you, on you your job and laser. If I can't trust you to do one play and do it as hard as you can, right. don't you dare walk in my office talking about you need to play offense. Right. You get what I'm saying? And so that's where it's missing. And so these guys need to understand, and also the coaches need to understand, is you got to put emphasis on special teams. And it can't just be – a thing to getting guys reps even when they're freshmen. I want guys – this is a football play. Yeah. And I remember when I played, you know, all the starters were out there. It's funny. I was, I was thinking when you said that, um, Iowa – maybe it was, it was pregame where they were talking about this. Um, one of those two running backs, I think it's, I think it's Sargent, plays on their special teams right. because they said that he went to the coaches and said that he wanted to do that to be able to contribute to the team. Right. And I've watched some different stuff on Iowa's coaching staff specifically on how they coach special teams. And they basically say that if you are not a quarterback or an offensive lineman, you're, you're fair game to be on oh, one yeah. of these on these special teams right. units and go cover some kicks or cover punts or whatever. Like, right. And that's just the expectation from the beginning when you get there, get there that you know that that could be how you end up helping, even if you're one of the star wide receivers, you might be out there doing that. On the gunner. Which I think, think though, it it creates a mindset, though, that every detail is is important on this football team. And I do think that that's something that Nebraska is having to make that adjustment on, um, on the fly, and it's hard in this league to do it. And it's, I wouldn't say, part of me thinks that, I know that, I know they're getting better at it, right? Because they're starting, they're slowly but surely fixing some stuff, the kicking Mm -hmm. game and stuff like that. Part of me, little part of me thinks that they're still fighting it. Okay, they're still like I think they're still fighting it that they think that they could get away with the, what what they used to do in the AAC yeah. here. They're still they the reality is right there. If I'm looking at that screen right now, that straight mm-hmm. up breakdown by Hale Varsity screen, right? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful logo. screen, right? And yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm watching the game. But I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, what? I could still do it my way. I coach kids that do that, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 14, 15 year old kids. You got to play D and rebound. If you want to score more, you got to rebound. You got to move without the basketball. No, I can sit right here and he ain't. Yeah. And then I'm gonna hit a deep three like Steph Curry. Well, that might be once, but this <laughs> is a forty minute game. So, th- I think a, just a tiny bit of that is it because it's also what they're used to and they're learning on the fly. And it's a super hard thing to do. And when you, when, and I will say this, this is not an excuse. It's a reality. When you don't have sp- spring ball, and you're kind of on the like thin ice as far as like what you could do in the off season, COVID where you're not really to get in there and do 
I think they should have did a little bit do a little bit more self scout and really break down and get in these kids' heads. It's hard, and especially when you have a bunch of young kids, mm-hmm. a bunch of young guys. Yeah, because they have played. so much going on where they're just trying to think about it. And I do want to like give all of those young players that are playing, especially those two freshmen. I think deserve additional credit for what's happening. Guys like Xavier Betts, right. uh, Marvin Scott. It's yeah. like these guys that are out there that are playing. Um, and Betts got the start this weekend. Got his first start of, of his career. Many more to come. Is They've gone through a lot this season of whether or not you're from Nebraska, you're from Florida, in the case of those two kids, you're away from home um, dealing with COVID and you're trying to adjust to school. You're trying to, you're on this weird schedule of trying to figure everything out. Like it's got to be really difficult. It's already hard to come in in that situation and be able to play. It has to be very difficult to do that. Um, So I do think that they deserve credit for that. It's just that where they are and a lot of those guys that are playing are in far as their development and the patience that's needed does not match, match up, up with where, where the program is right, right now because it's in year three of trying to say, hey, this needs to be better. And it kind of leads me to after all of that, and and I think that we're both in agreement that there were things in that Iowa game sure. that leave you encouraged. And I really think that if you were to if you saw this game in a vacuum, you would be like, okay, maybe they are starting to get these things fixed. Right. But when you take it in the totality of the whole three years, I don't know if you have that same feeling or maybe you don't feel as good about that. So my question is that I don't know whether or not to feel encouraged coming out of that Iowa game in that yes, they lost again in another one score game to Iowa, but it was in a little bit different way, but at the at same time, better. it was not it because it was it, a self-inflicted wound with right. that punt, that muff punt, that really led to that. Because they were what down three, down getting, three the ball back, getting the ball back, and decent field four, position, yeah, yeah, yeah right around with, the fifty, yeah. 40, and so I think maybe the forty, 40 yeah. and so. That those sorts of things are the same types of things that end up getting you the year before when you don't go out of bounds right. and you know you give up a kickoff return and all of that. Right. Um, you had some of that same stuff the year before with turnovers and penalties. So I, I have now talked myself in another circle trying to figure out I don't know, well, what you the, know if honest, I should be encouraged or not by right. what we saw. I will say this a week from now when we come in here and do this on Monday, I can answer that question. And I said it after Penn State. How they handle this ga- the game against Illinois will tell me a lot more than that win against Penn State. Yeah. How they handle playing against Purdue on the road, and I, I, obviously I'm always looking for the win because I we need wins. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but how they come out and play, really, how they come out and practice this week. Yeah. It you know what the it shouldn't be any change. Just because you play in Iowa don't mean you practice physical just Iowa week. Right. See that's where I I was a little bit upset. Like when all they sudden, said that on Monday that they knew they had to be physical going into the game. For? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You wear pads to hit people. That's what the football mm-hmm. is. This is a you know this is a combative sport. Mm-hmm. So how they play against Purdue, a good well oiled team, a physical team, a team that. Uh, is going to challenge you. Yeah, they're going to present some problems. Some that, problems that offense, and, and their offense is going to present problems to our weakness on defense. And our weakness, on, in my opinion, on our defense is our safety play. Okay. It really is from a from a fundamental standpoint. Fundamentals and pass coverage, pass, which yeah, kind of well, go, go together. They go together right? yep. because when you have a when you when you got to and I know I've worked when I played inside linebacker, you work hand in hand with a strong safety a lot mm-hmm. of the times. And so you, when you're in defensive meetings, you know what they're looking at, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're coming down, and if they're running cover four or cover three, and you're or even you know cover one, 
and you're reading and you're looking through the tackle, the tight end, and you see high hat or he goes down, you got to check your guy, okay? But, you know, the tight end's releasing and you're still in the backfield, that's fundamentals, uh-huh. right? Um, and that's where I would beat us a couple times. And so – and it's been something that's been going on all year. So what we need to do is just do our funda- – I want to see how fundamentally sound we can be because Purdue has three receivers that are dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you hear about Bell and Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got Williams is the other one, and they got a, uh, another little receiver that's good. And they, and they got that uh, Xander big fullback look like mm-hmm. Mike Allstead's little <laughs> brother. Throwback, yeah. Right? So we got a man up up front. And uh, and so it's going to challenge us from a physicality standpoint because they try to be a physical team even though they throw like to dink and dunk and throw mm-hmm. it around. Um, and then defensively, you know, they play a bend but don't break with Bob Diaco, and that is going to be a fascinating matchup. It is of what I'm. So I'm looking for the two big things. We already said them. The two big things I'm looking forward to this game is how Nebraska can adjust and some of those crossing routes, especially yeah. that Purdue will you know is coming. coming, like it's coming. Like I'm just. Right. We all know that, right? Like, they're going to run those crossing routes with Bell and Moore and try to make Nebraska's linebacker and safety cover them in space and see what happens. And it's not going well for Nebraska. We'll see. But on the other side, Scott Frost, basically, versus Bob Diaco. It's just, it, it, it would already have been an interesting matchup if Bob Diaco hadn't been here before. Uh, but it makes it even more fun, uh, which is why it would have been so much more interesting, though, if it had been that season opener the way that it was supposed oh, to yeah. be. Um, but and that's something that maybe can help the offense get going. But the danger, and this is why what I don't like about what I've already heard, and I've seen this in like just media coverage of the game is, oh, you know, Nebraska's playing Bob Diaco soft defense, so this is what this is the magic elixir that Scott Frost and his offense needs. Uh-huh. No, that's not the way that they need that's to approach same, this game. Same it's the same thing that happened with Illinois. Illinois. That's Nebraska cannot do that. I'm not saying that they are or they will, uh-huh. but I, Nebraska needs to tune that stuff out. Like and I know that everybody loves to say that they don't pay attention to us. No, they they don't. Atten- they definitely pay, pay attention. attention. To it. And actually, it's funny because I think what Travis Fisher said this about Deontay Williams. They said they have to keep him away from reading stuff because he likes to read the stuff about himself, and we don't need that. Like nobody yeah. needs um, that this week because I don't, especially on that offense, Deontay's on defense, but especially on that offense because it is it. These games in this league are not ones that you can take for granted no matter no. who you're playing. You've already had that bite you with Illinois. Don't let it happen to you again in Purdue um, when you play them. I think Purdue, what, opened up as a one-point favorite, so basically sure. a pick up pick there em, at yeah. home. But And also you got to think just because, like when Illinois was coming in, they were getting 280 yards passing. Well, we ain't a passing team. Right, right. right. Those, we, those um, weaknesses we, for them need to match up with Nebraska's right. strength. So, right. so until we can do what other teams do well on a consistent basis, let alone just do it in practice, don't show up and think that Purdue's just going to let you run up and down the field. They still got Division One athletes. They are going to come in with a ton of confidence because I guarantee you they're not – by the majority of receivers that they got rolling out there for Nebraska – Purdue ain't backing off with them, dudes. And Purdue has beaten Nebraska two times in a row. They beat right. them both times with the Braun Frost matchup. So there's no reason that no Purdue reason. will come. Purdue's looking at this saying, "Okay, we can it use this to get right." Spread. That's yeah, <laughs> like so they, we could get right. Nebraska against needs it. to be like, "We're going to go out there and right the wrong, and we're going to finish off this season with two W's." Mm-hmm. And then you know, obviously in the crossover game. So it's a hard week for Nebraska, but I think it's a good week because um, you can coach a lot of positivity off this tape, yeah. off the results. Um, everything that we, you know, I would be approaching it as like we lost that game. Iowa didn't beat us. Right. We This is how we lost the game. We beat them. And, and people are like, well, Iowa ran the ball better in the second half. So that's fine. Yeah, and eventually that's, that's what is going to happen when you play a team like that. Because yeah. Iowa was a good, well-coached, running 
football team yeah. with two legitimate Big Ten, oh, yeah, Power two, Five. Uh, those two running backs are very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to be able to make it. And so, But then also I would say, okay, that's cool. They, they got it started a little bit. But then Nebraska adjusted and started to play mm-hmm. better. So at the end of the day, coaching off this tape is a lot more positive than negative from a physicality standpoint and ability to adjust and also step up your intensity. Now, I would just be coaching, I guess, a negative off a little bit of it when, hey, look, we came out of halftime and scored. We spotted you seven points defense. Mm-hmm. We have to, We didn't come out with enough intensity like we started the game, regardless of what Iowa does, right. Iowa did. This was on us because we our intensity level wasn't at their level or higher. It was below, and then we let them score. Now, they're granted, there was other plays in there. Obviously, there was a third and 11. They got 16 yards, and that was one of the plays against uh, Williams as far as, like, the crossing route right. that he should have been covering. Um, but at the end of the day, that's on us, right? That's yep. on us. Our intensity level has nothing to do with the scoreboard. Yep. We control that coming out of the locker room, especially after we get the momentum on the road. We're, we should be thinking, well, next time we get in this situation, if we do this week at Purdue on the road, we've got to be able to shut the door. We can't give up seven points. Three at the worst is the worst thing we're going to do. Ideally, get them to punt the ball. Then we turn that seven-point lead into a ten or a three-point lead into six. If you know, obviously, right. you know what you want to keep the lead and then expand on it. So that's where we I would focus on that, and then obviously just in the details because everybody's focusing on the drop punt, mm-hmm. right? I'm focusing on whoever's working with the returners in the return game are missing the details. I've been look, I play special teams every year in Nebraska all through my NFL career, right? So that's Pretty much four years in Nebraska plus another nine. It's 13 years. Everybody's saying the first thing that they tell the punt returns and kick returns. You will not be back there until you you got to catch the ball first before you think you're going anywhere. Right. And how you catch it, you get your body underneath it, and you kind of catch it like a cradle, right? Yep. Okay. You drop the punt because he was extended, tried to catch it with his hands. But conversely, after they got that field goal, if you go back and look, Alante Brown caught the kickoff like this. Oh, yeah, with his hands with above his, hands his head. Up, right? yeah. So these are just the little details that a young team has to learn, but then also a young coaching staff has to harp on. Yep. Because it's not, just you, it's not that you caught the ball. What I'm trying to eliminate is you dropping the ball when we need it the most. Right. Because what people don't understand, what I always think about sports, I call it the football gods or the sports gods. What you don't do fundamentally and you don't really take it serious always, always rears their ugly heads in the most inopportune time, whether it's a big game or a big moment. Right. It really does. I've yeah, and, it it ha- and, it, and you can just see it and time after see time it. with Nebraska. Like, it happens all the time. Right. So those are the little things that I'm going to talk on a negative, and those are our, under our control. Right. I would say there's nothing, nothing I, to do with Iowa. Nothing yeah. to do with Iowa. And, and Nebraska's biggest opponent is who? Nebraska. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's only one opponent that Nebraska is going to face every year that they got to worry about. That's Ohio State. Or not every year, but it's Ohio State. Every other opponent is Nebraska. And so until we can beat Nebraska and get that tug of war to pull us into the right, the good Nebraska, we got to get rid of the bad one. And I will also say this, as far as like Scott and his coaching staff, right? I'm not a big guy on trying to like can guys, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is a weird year. I'm more or less, let me see what you're going to do. Now, okay, look, this is a hard year, right? Okay, this is re- re- the lights are on in here, okay? Right. It was like when we walked in here and Sasha didn't have – had half the lights on. All the lights are on, so all your ugly bumps and bruises are shown. Right. I want to see if you can remedy them together, right? Right. That's number one. Number two is I want to see how we adjust moving forward after this year considering what, how this year was because, you know, you got the built-in excuse. Now I want to see how you come out of it, and then you can worry about you know what you do in the future because 
Continuity is going to be, be, be key for these kids because you have such a young team, right? And here's how these kids probably think, I'm assuming, is if you start pulling the plug on coaches – you're going to be pulling plugs on players, then you're going to lose a little bit of that. Right. Then, yeah, right, then right. we end up having a – who am I starting uh, from ground zero, zero with new again, position coach the, X? Yeah, right, you know? yeah, right. And, you, yeah. and then he teaches it a different way. And, you know, you got to kind of, I guess, a new offensive passing game coordinator with a running game coordinator with an offensive-minded coach. So that needs to kind of get yeah, to the, you, you know, figure all You that need out. a spring ball for that where you can come out and try <laughs> it. You do. Yeah. To be honest with you, you hey, you call the plays today. Let's see how it goes. Sasha calls the plays today. Let's see how it goes. Then we'll do it. And then let's try to get together and find some, you know, continuity there, right? right. Because if I if if I'm a head coach in football, I'm a defensive minded coach, yeah. right? So that's what I'm known for. So if I'm hiring you as a defensive coordinator, I have to come to the terms that I'm giving you this right here right. is you, and then I'm becoming like the defensive coordinator CEO. We're still hand in hand. I'm still looking at it, giving you some tips. But you calling it, right? And I'm giving you it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so we just got to get a little bit. So those are the things I think you need to work through and uh, get through, you know, this year. But it's 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 at this point in time, the wins and losses are huge. Um, it's how you win or lose. But then also you have to got you got to develop these guys. You got to get them out there. And there's there's still no excuses out there because there's two very very winnable games out there. And if I had any advice for the athletic department, right, you know, um, or the coaching staff, this is the time, and I would say you're, you shouldn't be so bullheaded that you got your, you know, your head in the sand and when you're trying to, you know, what I'm saying, and, and not take advice or use all your resources. But if you really believe in your coaching staff and your program and what you're doing overall, mm-hmm. right, trying to Which get they the, continue to say that he does. Like continue, Scott continues right. to say this is when we, you, we this know is, what's going the right This is when way. you pull harder, yep. right? This is when you say, hey, look, we need to pull harder because the easy thing right now is to do is relinquish a little bit of that pull, pull and say, oh, we, you know, we, what we did wasn't right. Let's just push reset. Let's pull harder, but we got to still adjust, right. right? If you want to look at somebody that I don't think has really adjusted everywhere he's go, that's Chip Kelly, right? right. Tried to, he never adjusted in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Could start out hot and never really cut all the players and you know, all his good players, all the Hall of Fame players. <laughs> right. They are, you know what, I could just get anybody back there. Then he goes to UCLA. And it's kind of been suspect, even though he's had really, really good players there, right? right. I mean, he got a starting running back for the Chargers, and he barely wanted to run them. Right. <laughs> you know, and he went second round, and he left early with a quote-unquote injury, you know, and had right. another first-round tackle for the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you don't want to do that, but you still want to be able to adjust. You want to be able to be multiple, and that's one of the things that Nebraska needs to graduate to or gravitate to is even in from quarter to quarter or half to half, right? You got to be able to be able to adjust to give these guys more to learn, more to do, but then give them more uh, tools to win a game on the road or just you know finish a game better than they started. Because it's not a, a lot of times now we're starting the games fast because you got to think back when Riley was here, they slept walk all the way through like three quarters and they turned. Yeah, it was on. always a slow starting right. team. Now we're starting fast yeah. and we're ending slow, so now we got to be able to do a little bit of both. Yeah, definitely, and I, so I, I think adjusting on the fly. I think it is the big key, and I, I think that knowing the difference between pushing harder, whether or not that's doubling down on what you're doing as a staff, but doing it more intense, whether or not that's on the player's point of view of mm-hmm. making sure that you're more detailed in your work, making sure that you continue as leaders on that team to hammer right. that people need to be doing things the right way on a consistent basis, because we are close 
and we're doing a lot of good things, but it still needs to go even further, which is a whole part of that whole learning how to win. Um, I think that that's a huge thing for the program, and it always feels better after wins. And that's right. why this week, like I said, with a couple of winnable games, um, if you can – if it would be just so big for the coaching staff to to get the continue to keep the team together, get them pushing and pulling in the right direction, right. and then get a win against Purdue, and then say, okay, you get that win, but now we have to go even harder because we know what it takes and we know what happened the last time right. we get a win, and then you get that game right. against Minnesota, and I'm just, I'm just thinking in my mind, and I always I just always think about things as opportunities, right? Sure. It's just a way that I look at the world. If you can go out and win against Purdue. Follow that up with Minnesota. You get that crossover game, and you can get that one. Think about how much differently people are thinking going about in, this in, team in going into the offseason. Oh, yeah. Because then you're what? You're four, four, and and five. Four, four and five? Yeah. Even that, with being under 500, it would show something in a big way with growth of the program right. that they started off very shaky. Right. And then they said, okay, we figured out how to right the ship on the fly and then won some games on the back right. end. Like, they have the opportunity. And that's why I think – and I'll be curious to see what happens today. We record this on Monday um, – to see what happens today at the press conference and how guys look and how their kind of attitudes and right. mindsets are, because if they're locked in and they're a little bit pissed off, I think that's a really good right. thing going forward. And right. that tells me that they're not going to fold or falter um, like you maybe would have seen in, in previous years. Right. Um, now we're going to go ahead and finish up with my favorite segment <laughs> every week. Oh, we're yeah, going to put them on, on blast. Yeah. Put them on blast. Uh, so each week we do, we um, put somebody on blast. We basically uh, for something that they did or said. I think this is the first time that I've had to do a team. I have to do the Chicago Bears. Like you didn't think I was going. You looking? You were like, "Where is this going?" Yeah. I had to do it. You know how? Like, and I know this happened to you because it happened to me. When you were a kid, and your parents told you not to embarrass them in front of company, not to act up in public. I feel like the Bears are always embarrassing me in front of company. Why is it that they get on Sunday Night Football and just get the break sweet off of them? All the time, it feels like. Right. And then not only that, we got to compound it by having the loss be to the Packers, which they lost was at 41-25 last It was night. over before it started. Oh, it was over. I'm trying to figure out at what point what point in that game was I like, no, this thing. I, it was sometime in the second quarter where I was yeah. just like, no, this, 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 this is not going on. They are well. consistently just embarrassing me. And I don't right. understand. Like, it's time, and I've said this to you before, it is time for Mitchell Trubisky to go. It's time for Matt Nagy to go. It's time for Ryan Pace to go. All of them. Yeah. All of them have to go. I don't understand what's, what's, <laughs> what's happening up? here. Yeah. And it's, pro it's, it's messed up because now I feel like they've gotten to the point because it was like, oh, okay, they just need to figure out enough on offense because they got this great defense. And now all of a sudden – well, you know it's bad. The when, you you know it's bad when Green Bay's like third team tight end was talking cash junk to Danny Trevathan. Yeah, and punk, trying to punk him. So I you, just, it, it's 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 one of those. But I'm gonna tell you from a defense standpoint, I've been on those teams when your offense is so bad, you just get worn out, man. Yeah, and you're that's like, and eventually and you, you knew against, that was going. And you playing against Aaron Rodgers? You playing yeah. one of the best offenses yeah. in, in in the in the in the Who's league? Been on fire, They've yeah. Been on he's, fire. he's been on fire. And you out there, and you looking over, and you, and you see Mitchell Trubisky roll out there, and you see the offense. I mean, he was. I don't know the what he line. sees. Like I don't. He's seen a lot of ghosts right now. <laughs> he's seen. A, he's got a lot of demons, but that offensive line was getting bum rushed. Yeah. And Green Bay Packers can't stop the run, but they can rush the Packers. Right. Or they can rush the passer. And right. it, it was it was hard. Uh, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. And, and, <laughs> it's it's, it and, 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 you know, sometimes in those games in the NFL, you just get 
you just get got, man. And and Green Bay was ready, and uh, they made a statement. And yeah. they, they beat the brakes off Chicago. Yeah, it's time for everybody to go. Like, we got to, like, all that's of them. That's how you get fired. You know I mean, that's, oh, wait, that you, is how it happens because it's funny because you would you, think you that they would not. Yeah, yeah, I did. You would think, and what's it, Jacksonville yeah, fired their GM? Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, right. Um, I actually think, and it's funny because I thought that, like, kind of everything with COVID would keep guys from getting fired, whether it was NFL or college. And oh, no. So far, I mean, especially in NFL. Vanderbilt. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot about but him he already. he was 0-8. That was just a matter of time. Yeah, because they got Vanderbilt, South Carolina, of course, the SEC. Right. Two SEC jobs Quick. have come open in season. Um, and I'm sure there will be a couple right. more. And there's looking, always, looking those, at and there's always those surprise yeah. fire. There's one in the one or two in the NFL somebody gets fired out yeah. of yeah, it's you know, always surprise. a surprise. Yeah. And then college it, I wouldn't say it's a firing or he you know he somebody just leaves, leaves yeah. and then goes somewhere else yep. or something like that. So it's yeah. It's about that time. Yeah, you know, the NFL is the holidays. Up. Yeah, yeah, but I thought that the, I thought Nagy would be safe because I think he got an extension and got new uh, uh, coaching Co- staff coach around staff, and coordinators. Right. Uh, so I thought he would, but these are the types of games that end up canceling that right. out um, because it's bad enough that it's on Sunday Night Football. It's against your rival. Um, you just can't have that. Right. Like, and I, I think Matt that Nagy, they're on some real Matt thin Nagy's going to keep his job. He's going to go. He's going to have to go around Ryan Pace to the ownership. And saying bring a GM in here and be a lame duck coach for a year because yeah. they have Chuck Pagano, great yep. defense coordinator, good offensive coordinator. And I'm will, and I do think I think Chicago obviously needs more offensive threats for his offense to be good. Yeah. But he has no quarterback, and no, that's 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 on pace. You know, that's who he wanted, right? I mean, that's. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, okay, fine. They took Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes Patrick, and we got to call him Patrick. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, who they actually would not meet with. They did not meet with Willingly, though. (laughs) They They willingly did it. They did that on purpose. On purpose. purpose. Yeah. I still sometimes think about that, though. Like, I, I would love to see the alternate universe in which, like, the Bears take Mahomes and then the Chiefs get Trubisky. And see just how different Trubisky uh, the Chiefs ain't no Super career Bowl goes. Team. I mean, I don't think no, I don't think they're Super Bowl team. But I think he would Alex be, Smith. but I think he would be better because Andy Reid is a, a good really quarterback good coach. Yeah, but I don't really necessarily think so because Nagy but he's is, also just so bad. Nagy is a is a Andy Reid disciple. I think Alex Smith is still in Kansas City. Yeah. Starting. Maybe, maybe. The, and Patrick Mahomes, I got to – right now I'm wearing my Patrick Mahomes jersey, Bears jersey. They'd be dominating the, the NFC Central, but they they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl contention. They, would, they just don't have any receivers. Yeah, it's still not – yeah, it's not the same as yeah. what he got. But you saw it this weekend Jeez. with, with Tyreek Hill. 24s have nightmares. Goodness. From the Buccaneers. Yeah. Ooh, Brady was looking washed out there, man. He, got, he woke up a little bit, but it's – Bruce Arians is not – Bruce Arians is the type of coach or coordinator that he is going to try to shove his offensive system. Yeah, down. and that was always the worry, right? When right. they got they made that pairing, that w- would he try to make that a vertical passing game or keep it a vertical passing? And they game don't have with Brady the the type of assets you need. So no. to stay in the NFL, who, who I'm going to put on blast, somebody I have a little bit of working relation or had a working relationship with. I'm putting on they, they kind of go hand in hand, okay. right? So I'm putting on the Denver Broncos and Vic Fangio and the three quarterbacks in that quarterback room. I'm putting them all on blast, right? So the story is that if you didn't know that the Denver Broncos uh, had one guy get COVID, it was was Driscoll. They had three other quarterbacks, one practice squad guy and two guys that were on the active roster. 
they all chose not to follow the NFL protocols yep. and not wear masks. Not only did they not do it, knowing that the NFL had cameras all in the quarterback room, they chose to lie about it, not once, but twice. That's like the feds coming to your house and say, hey, we got something on you, and you deny it, you come back again, right? Wolf right. of Wall Street. Could you stop doing this <laughs> so you can stay out of jail? No, I'm going to stay, right? So the NFL said, I'm going to teach you a lesson. We're not going to give you an extra day. They did push, not. <laughs> push the game back. No. You got you got You got – Pretty much 24 hours to find you a quarterback. Yeah. Well, they got a practice squad quarterback or a practice squad receiver that played quarterback at Wake Forest a few years ago. Mm. He had to start in an NFL game against the Saints. That's tough, man. That's a- <laughs> now to double down yeah. on it, right? Yeah. The Saints end up winning 31-7, yep. right? So now I'm going up to the upper level. That's the players. Now I'm going to the coach. Now Vic Fangio's co- quote is this. I was disappointed in our quarterbacks that they put us in this position. Our quarterbacks also put the league in that position to make that decision. We count on them to be leaders of the team, and they made a mistake, and that's disappointing. Okay? Yeah. So now you essentially told on yourself, right? Yeah. Because you had to know about this because if you're a head coach, you have to be in or in tune with the quarterback coach and know that if whether they're walking around the whole facility. These guys said they were, they said they were walking around with no mask like, like the whole time. Like the whole time. Okay. On camera. Right? Smart. You the head coach <laughs> during COVID after the NFL had hit doubled down on their protocols. Yeah, he, and he, yeah, because they had had a wide, wide number of variety. cases. Yeah. Right. So the, the NFL, Denver Broncos yeah. as an organization already had gone through this because Vic Fangio, when he were on Sunday night football, got fined for not wearing a mask. Uh-huh. Right? So you already know you're on the NFL is gonna come back and watch you again. So now that starts up at top. Right? From John Elway on down. Uh-huh. To Vic Fangio, now down to the players. The players probably see the coaches, and the coaches are like, okay, I can do whatever I want. Now the whole scheme of things. There's a run unwritten rule in the NFL. You never put your players or your coaches, or your, especially your, co- play, your, your players, and a coach never calls you out like that. Yeah. So that just lets you know that I'm assuming come in January, that's going to be one of the firings right there because that's something that you do. <laughs> because if you – if you want your players to play for you, no matter what they do, you protect them. Yeah, you, do, you, you don't want throw them, them under the bus. If you list, want huh? them to find a reason not to play for you, call them out on that stuff. Even though that they were wrong, you deal yes. with it internally, right? You deal with them internally. And also, you deal with them internally like, look, man, you explain it to them. This isn't just about you playing for the Broncos. I'm going to still – Vic Fangio is going to coach somewhere. Yeah. Now you're out there knowing that you don't have any leadership skills. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Lock, so this is about lock, your ne- even lock, if you end up somewhere right. else. Now, this, is you, this was your opportunity here. Yeah. Okay. So it's bigger than this, right? And so it's almost a teaching lesson. But then also, you know, with Vic Fangio as an old school coach, you can't be having these young guys out here. You can't you can't coach a young team like you do with the older veteran team mm-hmm. and calling guys out. That's what's just. I got to put them on blast because from the top down, right? That was just horrible. It's a bad weekend, and you got and then they're like, "Oh, well, they made an example." No, you made an example yourself. No, you did that to yourself. You did it to yourself. It started with the players, or it started with up top coaches, and then went down to the players. Yeah, that was that was a bad one. They they definitely deserve to be put on blast. I thought we were going to go with Dabo again because uh, he was still being a jackass, even though Florida State has now played like they've had what the next two or three games canceled right. since that happened. But it's all right. I'm yeah, going to leave Dabo alone for right Dabo. now. Gotta a, give Dab- Dabo's like – They just got a lifetime Dabo's, pass. Dabo, Dabo <laughs> is a weekly candidate. But you got to get – I'm going to tell you, if Dabo was third. Broncos were number one. A, a, a 
the two coming in close yeah. to first place was the Baltimore Ravens weight coach. Okay, yeah, they had their own. Like we, yeah, they had I mean, their we own. We could do a whole segment. On. Homeboy said, "You know what? I'm the weight coach, but once I leave here, I don't believe in COVID." Yeah, and then had to, then brought COVID in and disinfected the. And whole they had team. a whole like, the including whole, Lamar Jackson, so Lamar like, Jackson, like the <laughs> franchise player here. So if you are, so when you go home tonight and you see your wife and you say and you and you say, "Hey, honey, you know how much I hated COVID." But I hate COVID so much that I am about to get fired. Yeah, like <laughs> at the end of the year, because those are the thing now. You do stuff that gets you fired. Like you getting, you just you, not getting fired. You getting blackballed off yeah. the league. That's what the other gonna be the weight coach at like Mount Union State here. We gotta put a pin sure. in that one to make sure that we come back and follow up with his story <laughs> because that's gonna be fascinating to see. Um, but that'll do it for this. You could go to Iowa though, maybe. Always got to be petty. Always got to be petty. Petty Petty, J. Petty J. Petty (laughs) Pat again. Uh, Subscribe to this podcast everywhere you listen to them. Rate us, review us, leave us a five-star review if you only leave four. I'm inclined to think you're a hater and nobody wants that. Uh, Make sure you're checking out the other podcasts on the Hale Varsity Network. Mind your own Varsity Club. More to it and the Hale Varsity Radio Show. You can also email us at straightupbreakdown at hailvarsity.com. And you can check us out on Twitter at GregSmithHV and at Foreman5640. We will catch you next time.